Hello, and welcome to the Fabulously Feminine Podcast, Season 1, Episode 1. I'm your host, Anshay Lorin, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you and welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Fabulously Feminine is produced every Monday for your listening pleasure, and each week we will honor and explore the essence of femininity and womanhood. To join this uplifting and empowering community that we are building, full of like-minded women follow the podcast on your favorite podcast app and follow us on social media at fab them pod all right ladies so today's topic of conversation is going to be perfectionism now the reason i chose this topic for our first official podcast episode is because i've actually been dealing with this in my personal life a few weeks prior to the start of this podcast i was talking to a girlfriend of mine and i told her i was starting a podcast i had bought all of the equipment the mic everything that I needed to get set up. I had a name picked out. I had a logo. I was all set and ready to go. And then she asked me the obvious question of, well, when are you recording your first episode? When are you going live? And I froze up a little bit. I felt very on the spot, which may seem like odd behavior for someone putting together a podcast and promoting it to people. But I had fear. I had a fear in my heart that once I said it, it would be real. I believe in the power of manifestation and I believe in the power of making whatever you can conceptualize in your mind a reality. And so I knew once I set a date to this person, the clock would be on. And that spotlight, that reality scared me because I knew that I now had a commitment that I needed to follow through with. And so I experienced that feeling coupled with a fear of rejection. I wanted this podcast to be perfect. I will even admit the episode trailer went out and I thought to myself, it's perfect, right? I thought that I had looked up everything in every Facebook group. I thought I knew everything I could possibly need to know to make the episode trailer perfect and it was going to make the podcast look perfect and everything would just come together, right? I go live with the trailer and I call my mom so she can listen to it and I asked her what she thought and she said, well, I can barely hear it. And I'm thinking, what do you mean by that? Turn your volume up. And she says, no, my volume's up. I still can't hear it. I immediately immediately go into the world is ending crisis mode and I became defensive I became insecure because of that fear of rejection if it's not perfect then what is the point right but here we are episode one and so I thought that this would be the perfect way to set this podcast off in the right place because it is a literal manifestation (laughs) it is a literal coming together in a reality of a dream in my mind that I am going full throttle with, that I am putting out into the world, despite knowing that one day I may change the logo, one day I may change the music, one day I may change everything about this podcast. It's not perfect, but I think that that is what you will all resonate with, and I hope that you are able to take something away from this podcast. So I'm excited to do this deep dive into perfectionism and its negative impact on our personal growth and our overall satisfaction in life, because I do truly believe that it affects each and every one of us in different ways. So... To start off, 
Let's just start with a dictionary definition of perfectionism, okay? So perfectionism is defined as the relentless pursuit of flawlessness and belief that anything less than perfection is unacceptable. It involves setting excessively high standards for oneself and feeling a constant need to meet or exceed them. Wow. Let's break that down. So relentless, which implies unwavering, pursuit, meaning a destination, a flawlessness. Wow. Flawlessness without flaw. Well, that automatically sets the standard right there, right? We are incapable as human beings with our own unique quirks to be flawless. It is inherently impossible to be without flaw as a person. So we are already in defining perfectionism, establishing that you have to be relentless on this journey of pursuing flawlessness, of being without flaw and the belief that anything less is unacceptable. It involves setting excessively high standards. So there's nothing wrong with setting standards for yourself, but excessively high standards. And then the feeling that accompanies that to meet or exceed the already impossible standard that we've set. Let's take a moment to take in what it would mean to be perfect or the product of perfectionism. So now that we have begun to unpack what perfectionism is, let's dive a bit deeper into how perfectionism manifests in our daily life. So the first one that comes to mind for me is career. So this shows up in an expectation to perform flawlessly at work, to be the person with perfect attendance, to be the go-to person for everything, to know random tidbits of information, just to be the person that your coworkers and your management team can go to if they need something to always show up and to always look the part. This can show up in feeling a pressure for promotion and recognition in our careers. Even to our detriment, we can have a tendency to feel pressure to want to go to that next level, even if it means more hours at work, even if it means overtime, even if it means waking up and taking that two-hour commute and showing up in the office with fresh coffee in hand for everyone. We're willing to take that pressure because we believe that that will allow us to be recognized for our achievements and promoted to the next level, which could lead to more money for our family, for ourselves. And what happens internally is that we begin to struggle with workaholism and a fear of failure. So my entrepreneurs are definitely going to understand where I'm coming from with this. There's a fear that if my t-shirts go on sale on a Monday and they are not sold out by Friday, then I have done something wrong. I have not performed up to expectation. I will not be recognized for my hard work. My business will fail because I have set this excessively high standard for my brand new t-shirt company. So now I'm fearful. I'm coming and operating my business from a place of fear that I will not meet my business goals, meet my financial goals to pay my investors back. I will make my family proud. And we struggle with that. And so we overcompensate by, for example, as I said, becoming a workaholic. My nine to fivers, I'm going to work an extra 10 hours this week, two hours a day to make sure that I can keep up instead of asking my boss for an extension or 
telling them honestly. My workload is overwhelming right now. I'm not able to take on that project. Or telling a client that we need to move their deadline back or up or in whichever direction. These are the struggles that we deal with when we expect from ourselves and we believe that others expect of us, despite our humanity, that flawlessness and causes access, self-criticism. It is a belief that we are doing something wrong because we are not AI robots. We are not showing up every single day in perfect compatibility with the company mission statement. We should do instead, and what we can do instead to take back our power in this moment and work from a place of confidence in ourselves and our ability is to consider if this pathway is one we want to continue. You are a nine to fiver, right? If you work in an office or if you work a work from home office job, we can ask ourselves, if I need to walk in here and be the perfect model employee with perfect attendance, hot coffee in hand for the office, 10 extra hours of OT this week, is this really the workplace environment that is safe for me? Is this the best space for me? And the answer may be no, but I have to do what I have to do to get to the next paycheck. That is a valid place. But even acknowledging that we are not on our true path is a step in the right direction. If you are a business owner and you are being held back by the fear that if an item doesn't sell out or if the business doesn't automatically jump to number one in your city, that you are a failure, consider if entrepreneurship is really something that you want to pursue considering it takes the average business three to five years to even turn a profit, right? Ask yourself if the path you are on in your career is the one that you want to continue to pursue. And it is okay if the answer is no and you keep going anyway. But recognizing that it isn't is a step in itself because we want to be where we are wanted. We want to be where we can show up as our true authentic selves, which does not mean not putting our best foot forward, but not at the detriment of every other part of our life, our mental, physical, and potentially financial health. So let's dig into another angle, our relationships, platonic, romantic, the relationship we have with our children, our coworkers, our family, relationships all across the board. Perfectionism can show up in our friendships, in the expectation, exceedingly high standard that we set for oneself to be the perfect friend, right? I, I need to call and text this person every single day to make sure that they are okay and that life is going well and checking up on that new job and that new car and I need to make sure that I'm liking all of my best friends social media pictures and commenting under them and just this constant validation of my friends I know that there is a space that needs to be held for our friendships especially it's one of the areas that I feel us as women especially when we get into relationships we tend to begin watering our romantic gardens more than our friendships although I do believe that they both deserve to be watered. With that said, that pressure to always show up, to spend thousands of dollars to be a bridesmaid or maid of honor in our best friend's wedding, to be the perfect friend can be overwhelming. To be the perfect parent, to show up every day for our children and make sure that even though, you know, my son doesn't like cucumbers, I have to make sure he's getting a well-balanced diet and I have to send him to the best private elementary school in our state and I have to do all 
of these things and enroll him in extracurricular activities to make this perfect child because if I don't, it reveals a flaw in me as a parent because I'm not meeting this standard that I've set for myself or the belief that someone else has set a standard for parenting despite parenting having no booklet, no guide. We are all winging it <laughs> in parenthood and we do the best that we can and we show up as mothers every single day. Shout out to the moms, you know, shout out to the moms. But that standard that we place on ourselves, that weight, that burden is sometimes to our detriment and to our expense and our children see us and they see us overwhelmed and overworked. And if you just drop one sport, there will be a little weight off your shoulder and a little more time to cook dinner. But we we feel that we have to show up in this way and be perceived as without flaw because someone said, or we feel internally that we have to show up in this way because anything less will result in our child's not going to the best college that they could possibly get admitted to if we don't show up in this way well I guess my child suffers and that isn't true in our partnerships with our husbands our romantic partners our boyfriends our fiancés our man right if I'm not the perfect person if I don't cook and clean and be sexually available to his every whim then I'm not worthy of a good man I hear single people speak on this all the time and there's this idea that there's a perfect woman out there that if I dress up in these clothes and I go to these places and I entertain these types of friendships and I drink this drink. Hello, French 75. How are you? <laughs> right? That I will align myself with this perfect breadwinning man that will take me into the sunset and will live happily ever after. Until one day you realize that there is no such thing as a perfect man, as a perfect marriage. There's one worth having, one worth keeping, one worth maintaining, but perfectionism does not exist. And I see women constantly blaming themselves for the reason they are not able to get a man or the reason that their relationship is failing. No, honey, your relationship is failing because he's a cheater. This is independent of you, right? A cheater is going to cheat. He is a cheater. He is a liar. He cannot be trusted. That does not reflect on you because you could not straighten him out. Send him on the straight and narrow. No amount of cooking, cleaning, or having sex with that man before he goes out to play basketball with his friends or golf is going to change his behavior unless he is ready and willing and wants to change. And that is someone that you want to continue to pursue. But on the pursuit of being a perfect partner, not because we want to be the best version of ourselves to our partner, but because we want to be the perfect perfect partner with the Instagrammable hashtag husband goals, husband relationship for social media or for internal validation with ourselves, we allow ourselves to get to a space where we feel that we have to pursue being on at all times. We have to constantly be in pursuit of being without flaw because anything less will lead my man to cheat, will lead my man to lie. Not realizing at the end of the day that that is not on you. Do not take that away. Over. Because what it leaves you with is feelings of fear operating in your marriage, in your union from a place of fear instead of gratitude and hopefulness and faith. But you lead your life in these relationships with your family in fear, fear of judgment, or on the opposite end, judging others because their children have lollipops for dinner, right? We need to be safe 
in these relationships to show up and say, this is what I have to give today. In motherhood, this is what I have to give today. In our romantic relationships, this is what I have to give today. I'm not feeling well, my stomach hurts. I'm sorry that I'm going to throw on a bonnet and put on my muumuu. Matter of fact, I'm not sorry because I'm a person. And if this one instance leads you astray, you were likely never going to stay on this path to begin with. Consider if that relationship is one worth nurturing. The family member that makes you feel bad every time you come over. The quote unquote mom friend at the park that comments on your child's eating habits when you say what you've had for dinner this week and it's been chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. The spouse that doesn't support you and does not allow you to have a safe space and be vulnerable with them. Consider if the relationship is one worth pursuing. And something else I'd like to put on your heart is just to remember that the result of your actions is not a direct reflection of who you are. I'm not a preacher. I'm going to say it again though. The result of your actions are not a direct reflection of who you are. So for example, if you are a woman right now and you are struggling with unemployment, you're applying for jobs, right? But the results, them not calling you back, them denying you, that is not a reflection of who you are. You are not unemployable. You are not unworthy. You're doing your part. Your relationship, you show up every day. You are caring. You are kind. You are understanding. You are patient. You are loving. And he's a cheater? The result of your action is not a reflection of who you you are. He's just the bad guy. Please keep this in mind, ladies, as you move through and navigate your relationships. Know this. The result of my actions are not a direct reflection of who I am. So not our actions are not a result of who we are, what we do, and what we represent, but the result of our actions are not a reflection of who we are. Another angle that we can view perfectionism and how it damages our relationships with ourself is from the angle of appearance and body image. So this can manifest in strict diets, all or nothing diets. Considering that 43% of women in the last year have went on or pursued some type of diet is telling. 20 million women are estimated to have or to deal with at some time in their life an eating disorder. That's telling. If our relationship with our body is based off of giving it everything or giving it nothing, what does that mean? If I don't show up in this quote, perfect body that is perfect and lean and toned, I'm not worthy. I seen the other day that uh, rapper Moneybag Yo's girlfriend is selling athletic wear and courses. There's nothing wrong with that. I welcome it, get your money, you know? We are all, I'm sure, on the same page if you're familiar with this young lady that that is not a body achieved in the gym. It may be maintained in the gym. It is not a body that was achieved in the gym. And to suggest that it was is an insult to my intelligence. Now, I'm not saying that any age is a time to quote unquote, let ourselves go, but the unrealistic beauty standard will have you believe that any perceived quote unquote flaw, a gray hair, a wrinkle makes you unlovable or inefficient. And it results in us having low self-esteem about ourselves, having mental health struggles and overall body dissatisfaction. But challenge your influences. Consider the impact that social media has on your life. Maybe unfollowing that one person might make you feel better. Consider your personal health goals because a six pack isn't my goal. Weight loss isn't the journey that I'm on. I want to get stronger. I enjoy a little bit of weightlifting in the gym. I enjoy going for runs and building up that speed and endurance. I have different weight loss goals that do not revolve around what that number says on the scale. So I will eat french fries and I will have a salad, right? And I will have a steak and I will also be mindful of how much I have for dessert. There is a 
healthy place to come to. There is a healthy place for you and you know what that is. But when we chase an unrealistic idea of perfect, the perfect woman, the perfect girl, she's a size eight, she's a size six, she's a size whatever size I'm not, right? Consider why you believe that. Challenge your own ideals around perfectionism, especially when it comes to your body and beauty as a woman because we are constantly being fed from the beauty industry, from the fitness industry that we are not good enough to keep us on this cycle and on this, you know, hamster wheel of being good consumers. Because if we love the bodies that we were in as they are and just wanted to strengthen them or to be more comfortable in them, they would not get us to buy as much as they get us to buy. And and again, I'm going to repeat it. There is a space for weight loss. There is a space for wanting to, again, look like our best selves. I just ask you to consider what does that actually look like and challenge where did that idea come from, right? So lastly here, I want to just really kind of go over a few more negative impacts that this can have on our life. It stifles our growth. As I talked about at the top of the episode, it makes us fear risk-taking and authenticity and embracing what could be our potential because, well, it doesn't look like my Pinterest board, right? Eh, If I take that risk and I'm not perfect at it the very first time I try, it's not worth trying, I guess. It makes us procrastinate. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm like the number one procrastinator in the world sometimes. This idea of working under pressure, apparently I'm really into that. But sometimes our procrastination is fueled by fear. Again, of not meeting and exceeding that high standard that we've set for ourselves. And it diminishes overall. The biggest impact is diminishing our self-confidence and it creates unrealistic expectations. It causes us to believe that we are not good enough in who we are because I couldn't possibly learn enough through this experience to make it worth pursuing anyway. But let's consider this. What happens when we treat ourselves with compassion and understanding and forgiveness? What happens when we say, well, I can't do all of the extracurriculars this week, but I can take you to your math tournament and dad can take you to, you know, your baseball game. What happens when we are compassionate and loving towards ourselves and grateful that we are able to do what we can do for ourselves and for those around us? But what happens then? No one's perfect. And yet we expect perfection from ourselves. We will have good days, bad days, sick days, days where we feel amazing honor those days allow space in your life for those days and those times and surround yourself with people that offer the same to you compassion and understanding and forgiveness it's most important at the end of the day during this journey that we become the best most perfect version of ourselves. I've seen the joke made on social media that everyone's starting to look alike, right? Everyone's Christmas pictures are starting to look the same. All the birthday parties are starting to have the same theme. And to some degree, I understand that argument. There's a place for that argument. And that is what happens when we believe that this is the blueprint and this is what we need to follow to be socially accepted and to be internally accepted by ourselves because we as a society and as individuals have put the pressure on ourselves to expect perfectionism and we have all decided unknowingly that this is what perfect looks like. And so we hold ourselves to that standard instead of to a standard that we create for ourselves that is best for our path. I'm so happy, Susan, that your kids are in 
five different activities and it makes you feel good to run them back and forth to them. I love that for them. But my children are also well-rounded and they only do two sports or one activity or attend a public school. And embrace growth. This is a big one. This is a main takeaway. Embrace growth throughout this journey. Life is a journey. Embrace growth. And remember that mistakes are valuable learning experiences and stepping stones to success. You have to learn to embrace the process. When we focus so much on perfection, what we tend to focus on is the end result, right? It's like taking a picture for a magazine. The end might be quote unquote perfect after it's been photoshopped and the photographer has edited out all of our quote unquote flaws, right? But the process of taking the photos, it may have been a little bit messy and the kids were looking in different directions and your husband was not smiling there. We need to learn to embrace the process, embrace growth, embrace starting the thing, doing the thing, pressing record, pressing delete, embrace that and accept that there is vulnerability, not weakness in doing so. I don't consider perfection to be a strength. And yet we've all froze up in the moment during an interview when we've asked, what's your greatest weakness? Embrace these quote unquote flaws. That's the process. That's life. And that is what we are on the journey to bettering ourselves through to be the most authentic and best version of ourselves. Let's set realistic expectations based off what we want for our lives. Progress over perfection. I hope that on your journey toward a healthier mindset and toward breaking free of perfectionism that you realize that you already have every single tool at your disposal that you need. You are already capable of being your own dream girl. You are capable of developing your own relationship with yourself and the people around you that is positive and that is getting you closer to your goals and your dreams. You are your own Pinterest board. You are that girl and you don't need anyone else to tell you that. You have it within you to do what you need to do already. And if there's some skills that you need to brush up on, that's what this podcast is here to help you do. But I hope that on this journey, you realize that a perfect version of you does not exist, but the best version of you is waiting for you to drop perfectionism like a bad habit and embrace who you really are on the other side of that. She's waiting. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I hope that you all took something away from it. Please don't forget to reach out on social media and let me know your thoughts. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook now. I'm everywhere <laughs> at FabFemPod. That's F-A-B-F-E-M-P-O-D. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to get into discussions with you all over this topic and what you thought of the episode. So please follow this channel, subscribe to this podcast everywhere that you are listening. And until next time, stay fierce, stay fabulous, and stay feminine. Mm -hmm.